Blog Talk Radio. Yes, Doc. 
Yeah, so that was a, a great fight last week. Um, the uh, Anthony Smith and Ryan Span came out. I was actually picking Span for whatever, you know. I thought he was going to uh, get in there and do that, but Anthony Smith came out and just dominated, uh, ended up getting a uh, rear naked choke uh, at the end of the world, 347 into the first round. But uh, mm-hmm. great uh, great main event for last week's card. Yeah, it seemed to be, uh, from what I could read, about it, I didn't see it, but uh, they say he was he was throwing hay, uh, haymakers all over the place and uh, really was, uh, I guess he was ready for the fight. What do you think, Ty? Ty, can you hear me? Yes, I'm sorry. Which fight were you referring to? Uh, we're talking about uh, Ray Spahn. Spahn. Oh, you know what? I, I, I actually predicted Anthony Smith to win. A part of the reason is Ryan Spahn's a big athletic guy, but he's not the most durable guy. He's, he's the guy who's been knocked out 15 seconds before. And mm-hmm. one thing about Anthony Smith is he's very well-rounded and resilient. I thought Anthony Smith would have to survive some stuff. And then I thought, you know, as, as – Fans got tired. Ryan, I mean, uh, Smith will come on towards you know, into the second round, mm-hmm. third round, and secure a submission. I was surprised he was able to uh, drop Smith, uh, drop Ryan's fan on the feet though. That kind of surprised me. Then from there, I knew it was just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Z, it's good to have you back. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm off of work, so. Uh, I'm definitely here. Glad Good. to be back. Good. Good. See, what do you think about uh, Nate Diaz uh, seems to be going on a, a rant? Um, seems to be most of us against uh, Cormier and uh, Lassar. Listener. Well, I know Nate Diaz. He's, uh, he, 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 for the most part, he's, he's usually always on the rant. Um, I'm not sure exactly why against Cormier, and, and uh, but he's he's. I mean, Nate's a guy who's going to put out the way he feels, and I mean he he's he's not going to shed his words. He's not going to hold back. Uh, so I mean that's mm-hmm. a guy that you know you always. It's interesting to listen to him because he's always got something to say, and a lot of it. I mean it, it makes sense a lot of times. I mean sometimes he's. He'll go. I can't say overboard because it's, it's working for him. But I mean, his mouth gets him the sights. So, mm-hmm. and it, you know, and his brother fights tonight for the first time since like 2013. So, I'm sure it's a pretty emotional time for for Nate Diaz and the whole Diaz household. His first time Nick has fought. I mean, in seven years, eight years. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bob, what do you think? Uh, um, Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal is, is what they're, they're talking about, uh, possibly a November uh, match. What do you think? I, I think it could happen. I mean, you know, we were just talking about uh, Nate and Nick, though. You know, Nate is uh, calling out uh, Jorge Masvidal, and, and then Dana White responds and like, the uh, matchup. You know what I mean? Um, it'd be, a, you know, uh, uh, you know our, no, I mean, they were the NF, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. so the, uh, Masvidal stuff that, that'd be looking good, but like, you know, Ty said earlier, Nick's making his, uh, comeback tonight. And, you know, mm-hmm. tonight is a UFC 266 is a stacked card, but, uh, with two, two, uh, championship bouts, you know, main event and co-main event, but everyone still got eyes on the third, or third from last fight of the night. And that's, the return of Nick Diaz, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll that'll be, you know, he's going against Robbie Lawler. So that'll just be a phenomenal blood fest. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we're getting back to uh, Masvidal coming into the future in November. I hope they match that up. He's sitting back right now. Just saw Masvidal uh, went over to the WWE. And, uh, oh, I saw that, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Through through the uh, Ben Askren knee on uh, Chris, Chris Jericho or something. The, you know, I did see that. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Take that paycheck. You know, me, me yes, and some sir. friends were talking 
about uh, uh, who's that uh, Olympic wrestler guy that just did so well um, in uh, the Olympics. Steven? Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and Remember, I told you, didn't I tell you guys he wasn't going to sign with the UFC? I said he was going to sign with WWE. I told you guys. Yeah, well, you go right here, better paycheck. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just way better paycheck. I mean, you know, WWE is going to take the least amount of damage uh, for mm-hmm. a good paycheck. Then, then if that, you know, you know the wrestler, shit, jump into boxing. You know what I mean? Jump on the Jake yeah. Paul train. You're going to get paid. But then, you know, yeah. UFC... Yeah, you do well, but Dana's not going to pay you. So we know that you're taking too much of the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago we had the uh, Manny Pacquiao fight, and uh, there seemed to be something. He just wasn't up to it. I don't know whether he's, he's slowing down because of age or anything else. But the very next day, um, his mind couldn't have been on the damn thing because the very next day it, it uh, came out that um, he was part of a group that tried to throw uh, President Duarte out of office in um, the Philippines, and uh, that didn't work. So uh, now he announced his retirement, and uh, the same day he announced his, his retirement, he announced he's running for president of the Philippines. So uh, I guess uh, maybe everything was – maybe it's Mine wasn't on the fight the whole time, but he's done a he's done a great great job. So, you know, yeah, and, and the, I think uh, that um, I think Pacquiao, uh, he, he, I mean, he, he, he obviously he is slowing down a bit. Um, he fought mm-hmm. a big guy, a, a big guy who could box pretty well from range, and he only he had eleven days, you know, for this, you know, to mm-hmm. get ready for this opponent. So I mean I have to mm-hmm. kind of take that a, a bit into account, um, uh, but Pacquiao retiring is is, is, is big. And yeah. he, he wants to be a pre- he wants to be the president of a country. Oh, wow. Can't I mean it's, it's, it can't do two jobs for him. That's a full yeah, time job. Yeah. Something was definitely he bothered did. him. I mean that was you could tell, but I think he was blaming leg cramps that night for his problem, but I, he just didn't seem like he was there mentally, because there's just no way that he could present a fight like that. I, I just don't think it was... I don't think he was done. Mentally, in his mind, I don't think he was done. I don't think he really knows what hit him, but you know, he's blaming the leg cramps for it. <laughs> I personally I personally think he was dialed in. I think he was ready to fight. I think he was good to go. I think what happened is, he's a 42-year-old guy who came off for two years fighting a young guy who's been fighting pretty regularly who's actually elevated his game. And I think at this point, Pacquiao's the far superior, you know, fighter in his peak. Mm-hmm. But I think 42, coming off a layoff, I didn't think he was going to beat Ugas. I thought it was phenomenal he was as close as he was. But I, I just I, I thought it was tough for him. Um, I think that has to be held into the, you know, account. It's one thing if he's 42, but he is fighting consistently. But coming off a two-year layoff, he just, I mean, eventually the body doesn't respond the way you want it to mm-hmm. respond. So he had cramps, well, quite possibly he's 42. He had fought two years. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think that has to be taken to, into account too because Pacquiao's always had distractions. Um, mm-hmm. And he's always showed up. He's a guy who leaves it all in the ring. Um, and to mm-hmm. me, it just looked like, like even when he was trying to close distance, the speed wasn't there. And Udonis is a very astute counterpuncher. Udonis has a style that would trouble an older Pacquiao. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, Pacquiao, just at this stage of his life, doesn't have that athleticism and explosiveness that he once had. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw more than anything. A guy who just didn't quite have enough athleticism and explosiveness to get where he wanted, but he just had so much tremendous guile and ring generalship that he was able to keep it close. That's what I thought I saw. Okay. And talking about somebody's had a layoff, uh, we got Carl Frotch now calling out uh, Joe Calzaghe uh, for an exhibition. Is this, is this just for a paycheck, do you think, Ty? Well, he's always had beef with Calzaghe. Yeah. You know, um, but, to, you know, an exhibition, I think Carl Frotch is a smart dude. He knows that 
uh, drama cells. I'm sure him and Calvaggi have really no issues now, but um, he knows the drama cells. And, you know, just like uh, everybody else, he's looking to capitalize on his name recognition um, and Joe Calvaggi's name recognition, like you said, for a paycheck. Hey, uh, Tony, uh, your uh, good friend, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr., uh, has uh, looking at two options, uh, Luis Ortiz and Charles Martin. Uh, of the two, which do you think would be the best fight? Uh, well, they're both badass. I, I love Luis, Luis Ortiz, and I've been wanting to see him fight again here recently, but Charles Martin's also mm-hmm. badass. He is. Oh, gosh, that, that's a tough one. Um, personally, I don't think Ruiz could beat either one of them, but I think I'd like to see him fight Ortiz first. Yeah, and I, I think um, Ruiz has a chance to beat both of them. Uh, I would actually favor him over Martin, and I may, yeah. I may, I may favor him over Ortiz just because Ortiz, I mean, he's he's getting older. And I mean, I mean, and you see, uh, like the last time I saw him fight, he got hit way too much. Um, he's not as slick as he once was. He's not, you know, able to get his counters off uh, the way he once was, once used to. Um, I just think that'll be, you know, as far as that goes, we have. I mean, really, he has a chance to beat both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would favor him over Charles Martin. Um, I think Louis Ortiz is a tougher proposition. Um, but, again, we're talking about a guy in Louis Ortiz who's 42, 43, and he hasn't exactly been active. And I think Andy Ruiz would have, a, a, you know, a solid chance to outwork him. But I think the fight he should take is the one that gets him closest to the title, uh, be it held by Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury or be it held by Alexander Usyk. Yeah. Being held by Alexander Usyk, who has three now. (laughs) (laughs) Let me say something. Let me say something about Alexander Usyk. I I love the guy. He's my favorite fighter. Uh, Not only do I love his skill, and I think it's sublime, but he's my favorite fighter because he's just a crazy dude. Um, However, with that said, I, you know, Zito and I were talking in, during the week, and we were analyzing and breaking down the fight. And my prediction was that Joshua was going to win, and I thought he was going to nick a decision. Not only did Zito say that Alexander Usyk was going to win, but every single thing that came into play, Zito said. Zito said Joshua's chin would be an issue, and thus he did get cracked a couple times, made him less aggressive. And Zito also said expect. Usyk to be pouring it on down the stretch. He might even get a stoppage. Zito basically wrote the script. As I was watching the fight, I felt like I was reading the, Z- the Zito script, and everything <laughs> happened in, in accord with what Zito said. Got to give him credit. Thank you, thank you. Um, and, and, and I just, I just saw like Styles make the fight. You know, you always say that Styles make the fight, and true. I mean, I mean, Joshua is a more physically imposing guy, but he's not a better boxer. And when when you have physicality to a certain degree, that has to play. And Usyk's a guy that's hard to lay physicality on. He's a guy who moves and punches a lot. He actually didn't punch as much, but he made his punches count a bit more. And... And Joshua, he was his. The main thing with Joshua to me is his reaction, is his reflexive reactions, and they're just not as sharp as Usyk. They're just not as sharp as Usyk. And when you you, I mean, when you're fighting guys and you're this heavy, then I mean that those punches mean something. People say, well, Usyk is moving up and all this. Usyk looks pretty heavy, and Usyk, I mean, he he's he's, he's a heavyweight man. So, I mean, whether he moved up or not, if Andrew Holyfield hit pretty hard as a heavyweight, I mean, he moved up. So, I mean, you can't just say the guy's moving up and he's, he, you know, Joshua, he does have chin issues, to be honest. He doesn't take mm-hmm. the best punch. And mm-hmm. a guy like Usyk, who's going to hit him, 
that that's mm-hmm. that's just what I saw. He wouldn't be able to stop Usyk from hitting him. So mm-hmm. a lot of defensive fighters would not be able to stop Usyk from hitting him. So. Okay. Uh, one of the uh, cards on tonight's uh, USC 266 is Alexander uh, Volkanovski uh, versus Brian Ortega. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Bob. Did you ask Bob? Because I was going to say he might be on mute because the fights are on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was on mute. Thanks, Ty. I'm all talking <laughs> away. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, tonight, that's the main event for tonight. So that's, that's going to be a, a tough fight. Um, so Ortega is a beast. Um, and he's, you know, uh, going up against Champ uh, Volkanovski. Now, uh, Alexander Volkanovski's got to prove some stuff against Ortega. He needs he needs to go over with a, a really good win because he's coming off a questionable win off of uh, uh, I think who did he fight last Holloway or Matt uh, um, Holloway? Yeah, yeah, so, Holloway. Yeah, so so he's got to prove himself. I mean, that was very uh, very slim win over Holloway. Um, so yeah, he really has got to show himself here. And Holloway's you know uh, ranked number two, so. Uh, this is going to be a, a great matchup for the uh, for the main event here. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. Ortega's a beast. Um, I, I I think Ortega's got a shot at this. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, stand up for sure. Um, but then we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ty. Oh, everything Bob said is is, is accurate. Uh, Volkanovski has a clear win over Max Holloway. Uh, at the same time, he has a very controversial win over Max Holloway. But here's the thing. He has a clear win over Max Holloway. So uh, even if you think Max Holloway beat him, that's why he's going in as a favorite. Because we saw what Max Holloway did to Brian Ortega. Max Holloway destroyed and brutalized Brian Ortega. His company had to uh, stop it. His corner had to stop it. But at the same time, you saw how gritty Ortega was. Ortega basically took two years off, came back, refined his striking, and has been looking pretty good. And I think it's a very, very dangerous fight for uh, for Volkanovski. Part of the reason why Volkanovski is so solid is not only is he quick and very elusive with his kickboxing, but he has wrestling in his back pocket. Well, Ortega's a guy you don't want to grab on because he's a very potent submission threat. So uh, it's a very uh, dangerous fight for Volkanovski, but um, you know he's the favorite for a reason, and I, I don't lean towards him. I think it could be a very, very highly competitive five round decision, is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Z, um, the WBC ordered uh, Jojo Diaz to defend against uh, Ryan Garcia. Um, what's your thoughts on that fight? Um, uh, well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, they'll fight. Um, and that, that would be a pretty good fight. I will lean toward Garcia, but, <laughs> but, um, wouldn't be surprised if, if Diaz pulled it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tony? I almost think exactly what he just said. I'd, I'd lean a little bit on Garcia, although I would. I'd be pulling for JoJo, but uh, I'd like to see Garcia get beat. But I think he probably would have the edge a little bit over Diaz. But it would be a very good fight. Okay. Um, Ty, do you have anything on that one? Oh, I absolutely uh, agree with those guys. I think it's a very good fight. Ryan Garcia would go in as a betting favorite, and he would have to be the favorite. Um, but Jojo Diaz will be a live dog just because he's such a solid professional. My biggest issue with the fight, uh, as far as the why Ryan Garcia would be the favorite, why I think he would win, is right now Jojo Diaz at this stage of his career is a more complete boxer than Ryan Garcia. Garcia is still young, but the big issue is, is Ryan Garcia at like 21 years old is a huge 135 pound fighter who's probably not going to finish his career in that division. Jojo Diaz, as good as he is, came up from 126 where he lost the decision to Gary Russell Jr. Um, so just the, the sheer size difference 
um, along with Ryan Garcia's attributes, I honestly think are just going to be a hill too steep for JoJo to climb. Okay. On this next one, i got uh, two different things here. Um, First, the press conference, and second, the fight. Uh, Let's see where we go with around round table with uh, the press conference with Canelo and and, uh, his, his boy. Let's start with uh, let's start with Ty. Well, I mean, you know, they 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 had a little slap fight, and uh, I mean, just you know, all that none of that stuff really matters because they still got to get in the ring and really fight. Um, but if you're going to take anything away from it, if I'm going to take anything away from it, you want to just psychologically glean something away from it. The first thing I'll say is, you know what? Taylor Plan is not intimidated by Canelo Alvarez. The second thing I would say is, damn, Canelo basically slipped Caleb's punch, slap, and came back with two hard slaps of his own that connected. Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it it shows, you know, how elite and calm Canelo is, even when he appears to be angry, how still calm Mm -hmm. and rational he is in his approach and his technique. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, Caleb Plant is not intimidated at all by Canelo. He's calling out Canelo's whole camp and – the Reynosos for all the failed drug tests, um, which is which is really why Canelo was mad. Um, and so I think we got a very interesting fight. I think it's a lot tighter than than everybody else was saying. I think it's a very it's going to be a very very competitive fight, my dear. Okay, Tony. I think Canelo was upset because there was something in the beef. Personally, I think that got him a little yeah. upset. No, for real. Like, I, to me, I mean, it looked. It definitely didn't look staged. That's one of the ones I would say to me looked real. Um, Canelo, I, I don't think personally that Plant will be able to beat Canelo. Although I would like to see it happen, but I just don't think Canelo is ready to go down yet. I think it's going to be a while actually before anybody takes him out. Okay, Z. Yeah, um, um, I'm not going to say too much about the press conference, but if if anything, Caleb Plant needs to outpoint Canelo. Um, mm-hmm. Him not being intimidated, he needs it's like his feet need to be intimidated because if he stops yeah. his feet against Canelo, that's the, like he's going to get caught. I mean, he's going to get mm-hmm. caught moving, but what Caleb Plant's capable of doing. Capable of doing like Erzlan De Lua. He's capable yep. of moving around just so just so Canelo doesn't always get a beat on him. Canelo's feet aren't, aren't, aren't the most urgent feet. Now, he will explode into certain things, but for the most part, Canelo, is, 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 he has not solid. His feet are planted. His feet are planted for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, like, he's going to have to just try to bag around. The problem with that... If Canelo has a tendency to kind of figure people out. Canelo doesn't mind losing mm-hmm. rounds to to kind of get to where he needs to go mentally. Um, once and the thing is, he tends to figure people out. Um, mm-hmm. Canelo, I mean, he he has trouble against boxers. To be honest, but, uh, I mean, just even Gennady Golovkin when he started applying like an amateur style of boxing to, to against Canelo, Canelo's having trouble getting a beat on Golovkin. Um, so mm-hmm. Caleb Plant is capable of outpointing Canelo. I don't think he will, um, just because in, in boxing, if you do too much running, then you're not going to win a round. You're not going to yeah. win the round. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to. You have yeah. to. You're going to have to put something on Canelo. And I just don't think, as good as Caleb Plant is, I don't think his offense is diverse enough to really to to to, to constantly win. You know, constantly win exchanges or just possibly win round. I just don't think he'd be able mm-hmm. to bag all the necessary rounds. He might get mm-hmm. maybe three or four rounds early, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, tonight we were supposed to have uh, Bernard Hopkins uh, on. His, uh, his administrative assistant called me about 4 o'clock and said that he can't make it tonight, but he will make it for next Saturday night. So D-Hop will be with us next Saturday night for sure. Uh, I want to let everybody know that. Uh, hey, Bob, um, we have uh, Mandy uh, Bone and uh, Eric, 
is it Ariana Lipsky uh, going tonight in 266? You know anything about those? Yeah, sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Well, you. Yeah, they have uh, Mandy Bellum, B O H M, versus Ariana Lipsky. I'm sorry, Lasky, L E S K K I. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's tonight on two sixty six. Um, yeah, I don't see that one on on the tonight's lineup at all. Um, but we do have a, a co-main event between Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy, and that's going to be uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got uh, Valentina Shevchenko is uh, just just dominating her division. So they're throwing Lauren Murphy at her, to, you know, to, as someone that might have a chance. Now Shevchenko just runs through Murphy like she's run through all of her last uh, contenders. She, she, I mean, they're, they're, matchmakers are going to have a hard time. Uh, matching her up against anybody. It's like, uh, you know, Ty and I, we were talking last, I think it was last week, about certain people in their division that are just hands and above, uh, you know, and, yeah. you know and, she, and she's one of those. I mean, if they, if Lauren Murphy doesn't make a stand and do something or, sh- or show a weakness in, in Shevchenko or, or run it to the end, you know, I mean, there's so much pressure on her shoulders. Shevchenko's just going to have a hard time being matched up against anyone in her division. What I do Absolutely. like about the fight against Laura Murphy, Shevchenko is, is probably going to go down as the big, biggest betting favorite on a card, quite possibly. I mean, she was a huge favorite last time I, I, I read. Um, but what I do like about Laura Murphy is Laura Murphy is, is big, she's tough, and she's gritty. Um, and she's durable, and she grinds out of lo- a lot of fights. So, like, for Laura Murphy to win, she's really going to have to be doing a lot of clinching uh, of Shevchenko, a lot of taking her down, just a lot of grinding her. And what's going to happen is she's not going to be able to do that, but she's so aggressive by nature that what is going to occur is we're going to get a good fight. Like, it's going to be an entertaining fight. It's not going to be a snooze fest because Lauren Murphy is the type of person that will make Valentina Shevchenko hurt her. And so I, I'm looking forward to that fight because I think, again, poetic vi- violence is what we're going to see in that fight from Valentina Shevchenko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Valentina's going to be glad to, to, to give her the business. I mean, that, one thing about Valentina, she's well, she's, I mean, her striking's exceptional, but she's also well-rounded on the ground. You have to be careful. She has a pretty good submission game. Um, the thing is, I mean, I, I don't see – you just have to be bigger than her to, to, to beat her. That's just the only – that's it. You have to apply it. You have to apply heaviness on her. I don't and see any other way. Got the, that only barely got a man to do that. Just barely by her. <laughs> barely by her, yeah. So, I mean, that's – I mean, it, it's like, like Valentina is probably the most gifted MMA fighter right now to me. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Yeah, and, and I mean, the thing is, she took Jessica Andre down, put her in the crucifix, and pounded her out. Jessica yeah. Andre, you don't do that to Jessica Andre. You know, I'll wrestle her. And she's so strong, too, for that division. You know, I mean, Lauren Murphy's yeah. big, and, and she's got, you know, but she's really going to have to use her weight displacement and stuff like that, and, and yeah. shoulders, and again, you know what I mean? Because yeah, Shevchenko's Strong. She's just, yeah. I mean, crazy. Okay. All right. Let's. It's uh, time to, to unwrap the uh, big pumpkin in the middle of the room. Uh, Joshua uh, weighs in at two forty. Uh, Usyk weighs in at, in at two twenty-one. Uh, tonight's the big night. Uh, let's go to the corners. Tony, start with you. I'm I'm going new sick on this one. Okay. Ty. Well, well, Usyk won. Yeah, I mean, he won. He won. He he won clear and clean. Um, and and mm-hmm. the, like I said, the fight went exactly how Zito predicted it. And what Usyk did tonight was he he stamped his his way into the Hall of Fame. 
That was an all-time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's going to top that in boxing this year. Plant could go ahead and knock out Canelo, and that would be a big win, right? But what Usyk did mm-hmm. was historic. He's only the second person to do that outside of Xander Lollyfield. Um, mm-hmm. So Usyk really proved his greatness tonight. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, is I thought Joshua would win by being able to neutralize him. He was able to do it in spot. One thing Vito said is, you know, Usyk didn't throw as many punches as, as, as he normally does. And that's because Joshua, with his size and his, you know, the threat of his power, was able to, to neutralize, uh, even on his, his, his acute boxing and athleticism, was able to neutralize Usyk in spots. But um, ultimately, Usyk was just way too good, and, and Zito called it. He was just way too good. And, uh, you know, the thing I found most interesting about that fight is if you look at the punch stat, Joshua threw more punches than Usyk. And you know Usyk landed at a higher percentage, but Joshua threw more punches than Usyk. That, that's a recipe for disaster. Um, because Joshua, had, the reason why Usyk almost got Joshua out in the 12th round was because Joshua was dead tired. Uh-huh. And you know, Joshua is not a cardio machine, but Usyk is. The only, the most success Joshua had in the fight was when Usyk in the middle rounds became more static. And that's when he started to, you know, then he caught it like he does. He catches the second win and he pours it on at the end. But Usyk came out and when he was, he was just throwing so many feints at Joshua. Then he popped Joshua uh-huh. to straight left right from the beginning. And I said, uh-oh, Joshua's frozen by these feints. And, uh, so once Usyk got his second win and just picked up his energy level against Joshua, his tank was running on empty. So Joshua threw more punches than Usyk. He can't, he can't do that and be successful mm-hmm. against Usyk because uh, he's just even more wearing himself out. So it was just a tremendous, tremendous history-making performance by Usyk, man. I'm really happy about that result. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, yeah. Jo- Joshua, uh, he did a lot of missing. He, he threw a lot of punches, but Usyk, he, he kept very, very good side-to-side head movement. He, did, he started moving his head before any of the punches. So even to set his offense up, he bobbed his head and left and right real quick, and then you, you didn't know which way he's coming. Joshua and the footwork, and the footwork. When Usyk, when he's a southpaw, when he wanted to throw the straight left, he got that the right foot on the outside. Joshua was having trouble with the footwork. I just, I just, I mean, Joshua, as Joshua was good. He's very, very technically mm-hmm. sound, but just not fluid. Exactly. When you you're technically sound, like a robot's technically sound, but I mean, you know, you can't. I wouldn't pick a robot against a human necessarily in the fight. A human can think. A human has adaptability. Joshua adapted a bit, but he couldn't sustain really anything. He, he he got some good strikes to the body, maybe a, a few good shots here and there, but yeah. I mean, jo- Joshua, he, he, he's a hard-hitting guy. Not going to say he's a one-punch knockout guy. I mean, he's everybody not, from not. heavyweight can hurt you, but yeah. Joshua, he's not like, not going to spark you off with one punch. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, he, he has to, I mean, he has to put them together. And against a guy like Usyk, it's, it's hard. It's hard to put you know, a, a series of punches you know successfully on. And I just, I mean, Joshua at times he's got roboticism. It, it, it killed him. It just killed him. You know, the thing I find so interesting about that Papachenko style. You know, you look at Usyk and Lomachenko, and you see all this movement, this frenetic pace, all this dancing. But these guys, kind of like Muhammad, no different than Muhammad Ali. You see all this movement. But ultimately, these guys are, are just beating you with two-hand punches. They're just beating you with two punches. Like, Muhammad Ali wasn't one who was going to go ahead and, and, and throw the right and turn the left hook over and knock you out like that. He was basically a one-two guy. That's what Usyk is. You know, essentially, they're really one-arm punches. It's just, you know, they, they, they work their jab and they come with the backhand, a straight left hand for the most part. Uh, Lomachenko does the same thing. But it's the movement. So, you know, even though they don't, they don't have to diversify their punches because they create their openings for their best punches. I mean, it's just, it, it really is kind of fascinating, especially to see a guy six foot three, 221 pounds, move like that for 12 rounds. That's insane. His cardio is a gift. It's, 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 that's special about him. He has elite level cardio. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, how about uh, let's talk about the Canelo fight then tonight. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Start with you, Ty. Well, like, like I said, you know, with Canelo playing, I, I you know, it's, we're still a ways off, so I got to really, really look at some footage of playing. Um, but I give him. I give right now. I'm, I'm. I'm a little. I'm more torn than I should be. I give. I give. Uh, like I said, I gotta watch some footage as we get closer. But I, I give Plant a better. Kind of like Zito, man. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll bet the dog on this one. We'll see. Though we got a ways to go. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm. I'm gonna say um, Plant's live. He, he's, he's live. But I mean, I, I would have to go with just just as far as win or loss. I, I don't see him beating Canelo. I don't see him winning. And to be honest, I didn't like the way he looked against Caleb Truax. I did not like that version of uh, Plant. And if that version of Plant, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to have he's going to be the best he can be. You know, he's going to come in you know ready. But still. I didn't like what I saw against Caleb Truax. And if Caleb Truax was able to get at plant like that, what's Canelo going to do? So, mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. You, uh, uh, Tony, since you're the first one to call about the, uh, the cut, what's, what's your thoughts? What's the Canelo? <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't get me wrong. I, I want Plant to win this. I really want to see Canelo get stopped, but I just don't think I don't think it's going to happen right now. I don't. I think Canelo's so prime and, and ready for about anything to come his way that I don't see him losing anything anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm definitely. I mean, I, I'd like to see Plant take him out, but I just don't feel it. Okay. Well, Canelo's been doing pretty. He's been doing like good against bigger guys with range and who, who, who are pretty good outside fighters. He, he, I mean, so far, I mean, he's Kovalev, Smith. I mean, he's he, he, he. I mean, I'm, the guy looks good against you know these these guys who bigger. He seems to find a way. He's like he's been cutting the ring off on guys a lot of times. I mean, he's he's making guys work a little harder than they want to. Billy Joe Sanders. I mean, he's, he's uh, uh, right now. I don't like. He's 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 finding ways now. Caleb Plant is a bit slicker. Well, you know what? He he's a bit slicker. I'm going to say than Billy Joe. So I'm not going to say he's better. I can't say he's better. I don't like the version of Billy Joe that fought Canelo. I think there there have been better versions of Billy Joe, but I'm not going to say Caleb Plant's one of them. So it's going to be interesting, but I, I just really heavily lean into Canelo. Mm-hmm. Canelo is still kind of the poster boy, too. I think you know of, of boxing. I think they really dig him because I, I'm still upset about the whole Triple G fight. I mean, Triple G won the fight against Canelo, and I don't. I think they just they want Canelo to be the poster boy. He's young. He's you know he's in tip top shape and he's aggressive and. He's showing the world what he could do, and I think right now they love that. Mm-hmm. Sure. So he's got that on his side for sure. Right. You know, uh, Tony's very right hey, Bob, because, like, he, okay. I was just saying, Tony's Bob, yeah, absolutely uh, right. Incident, uh, Friday night with uh, John Jones. Uh, do you want to go through that? Uh, oh, sorry, about what? Uh-huh. Did you, you want, did you want to talk about the uh, John Jones uh, incident Friday night? Oh, yeah, I'm our, yeah. Our good buddy John Jones is back in for a DV in Vegas. Uh, the old, yeah. um, you know, Dana uh, <laughs> White is good buddy. That's picking up. Saying, <laughs> uh, you know, he's got. Uh, uh, you know, some inner demons and stuff and Vegas and him just don't get along, you know, so it's always mm-hmm. nice to have somebody in the corner to bail you out. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but uh <clears throat> like we were saying earlier what, what that joke you told me, uh, 
you know, you, you when you're in prison and the only person you think how to call would be the one guy sitting next to you, you know. So that's mm-hmm. a good buddy. So, um, yeah, so for sure, John Jones has got to do, you know, either stay out of Vegas altogether or just go to therapy, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Gender okay. changes. How about the uh, uh, November 13th, they're going to have uh, – Holloway versus uh, Rodriguez. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, that's going to be uh, for uh, in November, um, and it's going to headline or headline the UFC Fight Night. So, and we were just talking mm-hmm. about you know Holloway stuff. So, uh, former Ultimate Fighting Championship, UFC featherweight champ. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he's just gone over all kinds of people and. You know, we were just talking about the, the fight with Ortega, how he dominated him. And, you know, he's beat Aldo twice, Anthony Pettis. So, Holloway is just a freaking amazing guy altogether. Um, and then uh, Rodriguez, you know, he's been out, you know, since uh, uh, defeating Jeremy Stephens in the United decision over in 2019. Um, but he's, you know, he's fought like the Korean Zombie and stuff uh, and BJ Penn. So, this is going to be a phenomenal fight. So, this, this will be great. Um, also kind of going off of what's going to happen tonight. So we'll see that, that division kind of jockey around a little bit. Hey, Tiafino Lopez is okay to fight with uh, George Gambosis uh, for uh, October. Um, what's your thoughts on that fight? Um, Tiafino is he's, uh, getting back there. Mm. After I mean, last time he fought was against Lomachenko, and he, obviously he won. Um, it's time for him to get back busy. Um, don't assume I'm going to assume that he's not going to be matched up. So terribly was anybody terribly difficult? But I mean, it's, it's about that time. Mm-hmm. I'm so I'm looking more down the line for Terrafino, seeing if we have a maybe a, a potential Haney matchup. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think, Ty? Well, you, 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 first of all, he kind of killed all his momentum off the off the uh, Lomachenko fight by not fighting. And part yeah. of what happened was mm-hmm. when the Cambosis mandatory came up, uh, Bob Arum was outbidded. Bob Arum, who's his promoter, was actually outbidded by Triller. And subsequently, the fight went to Triller. Well, as we know, Triller is the one who put on the Evander Holyfield Vitor Belfort fiasco. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing has been a fiasco because initially the fight was supposed to happen at one time, and then uh, it got pushed back. Then they wanted to move it uh, to another date, but move it to Australia, which is Cambosa's home country. And, and you know, so Tiafimo Lopez has been like, no. Then he got covid you know what I mean? So it's just great mm-hmm. for him to get back in the ring. With that said, he should go ahead and beat Cambosis, but this Cambosis is a live dog. He's an undefeated, confident guy. Uh, he hasn't quite mm-hmm. fought the level of competition that Tiafimo Lopez has, but uh, he, he's a guy who's going to give Tiafimo Lopez a fight. Uh, Lopez may eventually mm-hmm. stop him, but if he stops him, uh, expect Cambosis to be able to put mitts on Lopez too. Um Specifically with Lopez having been out for a while, having contracted COVID. So, uh, you know, it's funny. He's coming off the biggest win of his career, but everything's been kind of chaotic since. And obviously, uh, you know, I, I think he kind of learned his lesson. It was like, you know what, maybe I'll just stick with top ranking, whether they win the purse good or not, you know, because the thriller thing has been such a fiasco for him. He almost had to take them to litigation. So uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, yeah. Uh, another one of your favorite fighters is uh, is coming back, Nadito uh, um, Denaire um, against uh, John Casemiro. What's your thoughts on that, Ty? Uh, you know what? When they first were signed up to fight, I thought Nadito would win, um, and then obviously the fight uh, didn't come off because of uh, Casemiro's non-adherence to the drug testing. So uh, mm-hmm. I still I still like Nonito Donaire. Uh, I didn't think Casemiro beat Rigondeaux. You just can't give Rigondeaux that decision. Um, mm-hmm. But with that said, I saw many places where Nonito Donaire could really connect on a left hook and put uh, Casemiro mm-hmm. to sleep. And um, mm-hmm. he's just a sharper, 
you know, and at this at this weight, he's a always been a dynamic puncher, but at 118, he's obviously still retaining his power. I think he eventually gets Casemiro out of there. Mm-hmm. Okay, see? Yeah, I'm, I'm more or less agree with Ty. Uh, I mean, for a light guy, he's, he's boxing aged pretty well, and he's refined his game a bit. So, um, He's he's a little bit more uh, his feet are planted a bit more and he's really kind of a bit more committed to landing his punches. Um, still with age, he's getting hit a little bit more, but I don't yeah. think Casemiro is is um, he's I don't think he's the one that's going to really knock the needle off right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Tony uh, Demetrius Andrade versus Jason Quillen uh, in November. Uh, what's your thoughts? If it happens, Andrade knocks him out in round four. Ooh. Z, you being the... Uh, just came back yeah, from Captain Vegas. Vegas. That's what the psychic was saying. Uh-huh. Z, I know you being the chef, you, you must have a uh, recipe for chick, uh, uh, for crow. So could you send that to Tony yeah. just in case he has to eat it? <laughs> nah, I don't know. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, first of all, I'm a little bit surprised that Andrade actually sat to commit to a punch to 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 either knock somebody out or, because Andrade, for my money, he is really he's. You know those, I guess those things in front of the used car places that uh, with the air in it and it goes all over the place. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> like I, I see him fighting and he looks like like it's like that. He's he's not steady. Now he's very gifted. He's very gifted. I some of the best timing and reflexes to make. It's just it seems like he fights scared. It seems like he fights. Not to, he's mm-hmm. not a committed, like, I don't want to say fighter. He's definitely a committed fighter. He's just not committed to fighting. <laughs> really, he's, he's a, it, the sport he plays is boxing. He's, he, that, that's mm-hmm. he's kind of Andrade to me. He's a sport. <clears throat> and he's just yet to really, I mean, whether he, if he's either not talented or he's just yet to have that competition, a guy who's going to make him have to knuckle down and fight. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, let me ask you uh, another question. Eddie Hearn seems to be uh, all pissed off because the uh, WBC uh, ordered that uh, fight between Ryan Garcia and JoJo. Uh, what's his? Under- what's the thoughts on that one? <laughs> well, I don't know exactly what Eddie Hearn could do. But I'm not, I wasn't aware he was promoting either one of those guys. But that yeah. said, I mean, <laughs> with that said, uh, we just have to really see if the fight's going to come off. I mean, I say I, I don't see why it shouldn't, but you know, this is boxing. We, you know, a lot of stuff, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I uh, Frank, can I throw one out? What about boxing? Did anybody get to see that uh, the Mountain do the his boxing match there against the? Uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It was supposed to be Eddie Hall versus the Mountain, two big power lifter guys, and uh, the Mountain shredded down looking good. But that dude they put in against him had no business being in there. No, no, <laughs> gotta stop doing that. Gotta yeah. stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. 47 years old, bud, and, and an arm wrestling champ. That's great, you know. I mean, a little over-the-top Sylvester Stallone kind of stuff with the over, you know, with the arm wrestling. But you, you, he, what, threw maybe five punches the whole fight, you know, over, you know, just kept trying to block like he was in martial arts, you know. And and the mountain was just too man, too much of a, you know, too much of a problem. Yeah, yeah, that just did not look good. <laughs> That's why boxing needs an overall commission, you know, made with, with at least some sort of sense of regulation. It's just, 
But you know what? That's why that's why Usyk's, Usyk's win tonight was so big, right? He was a heavyweight championship fight. They had 60,000 fans in an open-air stadium. Now that, you know, COVID has settled down a little bit where there's a little comfort level. I mean, so, so a lot of attention. And, you know, the smaller guy comes up and makes history, and he gets a fair decision in the other guy's hometown. Like, if boxing mm-hmm. has more nights like tonight, then you don't have nights like the Mountain and Jake Paul. They don't do as well all of a sudden. This is just what happened today is what needs to happen more. The best fight the best, and you get a fair mm-hmm. shake of the card. You get that, mm-hmm. that starts happening. Like Crawford's about to fight Porter. You know what I mean? Yeah. If these fights start happening and you get fair shakes of the cards, then, you know, obviously the pay-per-view thing kills it, but then you start to get eyes back on the sport. And what happens is that all this spectacle kind of, you know, a lot of that stuff is fads anyway, but they, they run its course because people get back into the actual competitive nature of the sport if you display the competitive nature like the UFC does. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, guys, this has been the fastest hour of the week that I've ever been through. Uh, I really appreciate all the uh, time and effort you guys put in to get ready for the show and the uh, uh, I want to thank all of you. Um, um, it's uh, we're just a bit up on our hour here, so uh, Tony, you want to lead us out? Yep, very good show tonight. Glad that everybody made it back on, and hopefully everyone is doing well. I'd like to point out again, like I did a week or two ago, the website that was created for you guys for 19 years of doing this. www.fightmordradionetwork.live I'm going to try to update it, get everybody's picture, get more stuff on their sponsors and so forth, but be more to talk about. But thank you for having me on as well. And... Bob? Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for being on, full crew. Uh, uh, ties, you know, uh, everybody, the, the, uh, again, uh, to our fans out there that, listened and saved their money and didn't tune in and buy the Jake Paul stuff. Uh, go ahead and spend some tonight on the UFC. It's a great, it's a great card. Uh, so go ahead and invest into that one. I'll be watching up until I got to leave for work. Uh, everyone have a great week. God bless. And we'll see you. Thank you. Thanks. Bush. Thanks, Tim. Oh, wonderful. So another glad to be back. I want to thank Tony, Bob, Ty, you butch. Uh, these shows are definitely a memory of Bob, Coach Mellon, Dr. Chris. If anyone wants to hear any fighting words, please do call. Hey, Ty. Always, always a pleasure talking to you fine gentlemen, Butch, Bob, Zito, and Tony. Tony, my friend, kudos and thank you for doing the website, sir. Uh, speaking for thank all you, of us, sir. I'm sure we all really appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. We're mm-hmm. grateful to have you. Uh, Bob is our thank co-pilot. You, Coach Mellon watching over Oh, absolutely. Coach Mel's watching over us, and Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone have a safe, productive, and good week. Be well. Again, I want to thank everybody for being on with us. And, uh, again, next week we'll have uh, Bernard Hopkins. Um, always a, a, a pleasure to have him. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, these programs are brought to uh, in memory of Bob and, and Coach Mel and, and – uh, and I never forget uh, the inimitable, unreplaceable Dr. Chris. Um, these programs, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation. The men in the United States Armed Forces and men in police and fire services. When you're out there and see somebody in uniform, please give them a chance. These are very, very tough times. Again, this afternoon, a young man in, in Hillsborough County, Mike Evans, uh, was taken down by a shot from a a person he was trying to arrest, um, and we wish his, him and his family and uh, um, the sheriff, Chronister, uh, 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 that everything comes out well for him. I know he's in surgery now. Um, we'll bring you an update on that next week. Uh, these programs are dedicated to those who lost their lives in the line of duty. With Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, David Curtis, Patrolman Sergeant Thomas Bager, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Chillers, San Diego Officer Mike Hendler, Lieutenant Tom, I'm sorry, Sergeant, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Shaw County Sheriff's Department, uh, Officer Ch- Charlie Condit, 
Tarpon Springs Police Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Chief uh, Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Chief uh, Al Hogel, Longbuki Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant Chris LeVake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Mike Malik, Pinellas County Sheriff's Office, Patrolman Monopoly Crispin, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy April Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio, of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artif Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. My brothers and sisters of you may be 10-7 at this point in time. At some time, we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, and the rose rides up to meet you, may the winds be always at your back, and may the rains fall softly on your peels, the sun shine lightly in your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week. Thank you.